Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome back to the third part of the Stompcast, where myself and Adam are having a little meander currently through... Well, some, some fields where the grass has been cut, quite frankly. It's beautiful. I'm going to say this was... That looks like that's wheat, doesn't it? That's, I think this, That looks like the wheat of its actually, logo. Is that wheat? I think that's wheat, isn't it? It's got to be. That's wheat. We need some people who actually lived in the country more than 20 minutes. We need, we need Jeremy Clarkson. He, isn't he, isn't he now? Yeah. He's, he's, he's the, farming, the farming guru. So, yes, there's Not wheat. Not a million miles from here, actually. Yeah, well, yes, no, very Watch true out. indeed. Very close to Soho Farmhouse as well, which is, which is handy, of course. Shall we dive into a little bit of how you get through life? And we've talked about the kind of nature and being outside, you know, moving out of London being an important kind of move for your overall health. What other things have you kind of incorporated over the years that, yeah, being like tonics, I guess, for life and helped you get through? So I'm a not very good, but very enthusiastic piano player. And um, when I like, open some music and try and play all the dots, it uses a hundred percent of my brain, so I can't think about. You're the only human else. that's worked out to use a hundred percent of the brain. I think so. It's, it's, I'm so. I have to concentrate so much. Whatever I'm worrying about at the time, I, that is the ten, twenty, thirty minutes I'm sat at the piano. I can't focus on anything else than than sort of mutilating a bit of Beethoven, whatever, I'm, whatever I'm doing. So much. He's like, not listening. Don't worry. There might be ears. Who knows. Your beliefs. When I'm like we were saying, when I'm walking, that's a good time to immerse myself in thoughts. Sometimes that's my like control alt delete, where I can sort of spend a bit of time without Bashing my some thoughts. keys. Yeah. So and I, you know, that's that's been something that's kept me going since you know since I was at school, all the way through medical school, all the way through working as a doctor. Incidentally, I've got no better at the piano, depressingly, um, but um, it has huge value to me, even if it has uh, no value to my, my husband in the next room, listening I, to me thrashing away. The, the short time that I've spent with you, and also the slightly longer time I've certainly spent with your, with your books, I get the impression that you, when you can, don't take life too seriously as well how, how how important is it to kind of you say about the piano there going you you know mutilating Beethoven is it kind of important to learn just to go oh well whatever we don't always have to do something to succeed it can just be for the kind of point of doing yeah I think that's and laughing about it yeah so I think there's there's two things there firstly obviously amazing as it uh, as it was to uh, watch the uh, Commonwealth Games uh, that isn't the only reason to 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 to, to pick up a you know a, a badminton racket or a, a pair of skis or whatever it is. You can uh, you know there's enormous benefit to uh, to to non-competitive yeah. uh, and and in terms of the humour, it's I think it's a key part of me and um, it's not always healthy, 
So I will often diffuse a difficult emotional situation by trying to be funny and you know and I, I now get a, a slap on the wrist uh, from my husband who says no, no no not jokes not, let's actually talk about this let's talk this one through because it it can be a way of not dealing yeah. with things but also it can be a way of dealing with things and if the thing is if the thing is sufficiently small then sometimes it's a, it is a way to to bat it away and deal with it Talk to me about your relationship with your, your husband. How, how has it been for kind of your husband and the members of your family to kind of be a part of this journey of writing and the kind of, you know, the series and everything that's going on? I mean, do they keep you grounded? Is it reality checks or is it kind of, come on, keep going, you, you got this kind of thing? Um, I, I think I'd be lying if I said they were delighted that against their will, anything they say or do in my presence could possibly end up on a TV screen or a book. Uh, but I think um, James, my husband, uh, he's, 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 a very, he's an extremely grounding force uh, for me. He's, he's the nice one out of the two of us. He's the one everyone prefers. He's very, he's very empathetic and, and sweet. And I've, uh, I've improved a lot in the, um, whatever it is, 12 years since we've uh, been together. Um, my family, uh, I mean, my, my parents have almost stopped uh, asking when I'll go back to medicine. So I think, <laughs> I think that's, a, that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe another 10 years or so, they'll have, they'll have totally so, stopped bringing so it up. Family, I do actually have a, a very legit, legitimate career <laughs> as a writer. It's no, going th- rather well. <laughs> I think there was a, there was a, there was a while where they, were, where they were worried as to... Uh, what my new career, such as it was, looked like when I was a, you know, definitely struggling comedian. Um, but now I think they're, I think they're, 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 they're proud in their way yeah. of, uh, of, uh, of what I've done. That said, if I were to phone my mum this evening and say, uh, I've decided to go back to medicine, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> she, I don't think she'll be disappointed. Any part of you want to do it? Um, actually it does. And the reason you go into medicine in the first place never quite goes away. Mm. The helping, yeah. you know, it sounds slightly pathetic or whatever. No, but well, we should it's, own it it's what you, We do want to help. It's, what, it's, it's why you do it. You don't do it for the money. You don't do it for the kudos. <laughs> you do it because you, you, want to, you want to help. And I still have that. And I'm, I'm trying to, you know, do you know a bit in terms of supporting people who are who are struggling um but i can do more and when i've hit the end of my shelf life as we all do in if you have any kind of you know public you know profile or whatever i will find my way back to medicine i i've done my last shift on labor ward i'm sure of that but i wonder if there's something that i can help with in teaching or in policy or who knows who knows what it what it holds but uh but the the reason i went there on day one is 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 still there i i can i can see first of all that you would certainly be able to help so much with experiences you've had but i think you shouldn't 
forget how many people you have already helped and will continue to help and what and what you've done even may if i'm if i may say it you know just the conversation we've had today if we've got even a couple of medics or other people or whatever wherever you're from who listen and go do you know what? i don't i'm gonna i'm gonna get help or i'm gonna talk to them whether it's mental issue or not yeah that is a huge yeah, thing that's and very and kind the of number you to of say, people but it's, you're right yeah it, but if it is one, true it's if cliche, one but it single is true. person listens to true. this and thinks you know what i do need to and there is no shame in it. I, do you know then, the, I mean, that was it, that, and that was worth our time a thousand times. I can tell you, and this is an this is an absolute on God's honest truth, or God or not. The one book that people always say to me is, "Have you?" And yes, I guess I'm a medic as well, and people make that connection. But they always say, "Have you read Adam's Adam Kay's book?" This is going to hurt, and the ones after, and 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 I think that is because it really, really touches people and it resonates with people. And I think not even just in terms of being aware of their own health and thinking about those things, but I think also just generally the awareness of how difficult it is to be, you know, a medic or, or whatever. And actually that I hope, and I'm sure it has made a difference when people do go into the hospital, they may be going, even if it's a slight more awareness of what might be going on kind of behind the scenes, that's a huge thing as well. So not just the mental health aspect, but, you know, because the number of times that, you know, I've been in A&E and, uh, you know, I've gone to recess to see a case and maybe it's been, it's gone well, it's gone bad, it's been horrific, whatever. As you know, we come out and we go into the next CNX patient. It may well be the someone goes pop down to you, to minors, there's a long wait, go and see a patient. So I come out of one case that's been harrowing and difficult potentially, straight in to see something that maybe, maybe actually not be a big problem. And you have to kind of go in and they go, it's been five hours, why have you been waiting this long? And of course it's frustrating to wait that long, but it's also quite hard to come out of a case where someone's died of a cardiac arrest and you've gone into a cubicle. We don't think of our doctors, our nurses, our midwives as being human. We don't want to think of them as human because humans make mistakes. But every single person who works in a hospital, it sounds obvious, it goes without saying, but we do forget, is a human being mm. who struggles and like... Um, I, you know, I had a, a clinic I used to, an antenatal clinic, that would always, always, always overrun by hours and hours. All antenatal and clinics do, I believe. They, they I do. believe my little experience of it is the thing. I And like you were saying, people would, and of course they're within their rights to say how long they've been waiting. And, you know, and the car's now got a ticket and the babysitter's left it. You know, nightmare. Get it, and yeah, I would apologise and um, fine. But not once in a year of doing this clinic, in 52 clinics or whatever it was, did a patient say, well, you probably don't want to be here either. <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> I had much better things to be doing at 8pm than doing a clinic that was meant to end at 5. But, you know, it's just how it is. And um, coming back to COVID, something I think we saw that I don't think we'd seen in the past in news reports is we would see, I remember very profoundly seeing a news report of a nurse finishing a shift in floods of tears. Oh, yes, I remember. And that was so, I mean, that was so affecting. And, you know. And she went and was because she'd finished the shift, I believe, late, but actually had gone to the shops to try and buy food. And the food had all gone. And therefore, there was nothing for her to take home to a family to eat dinner that night. Aye. Which, and I remember, I remember that because I actually, I'm not doing the, the violin here, but I, I actually was on the way home and I all equally could. But I was, yeah. my, my reaction maybe wasn't as impressive. <laughs> I was equally as upset, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And, so we hopefully we will hold on to the fact that um hopefully it isn't just a flash in the pan 
that COVID made us think of, of uh, healthcare professionals as people who, who can struggle. Hopefully there'll be a long standing, long needed in the, in the, the way we as the general public think of our doctors mm. and nurses and the way that the, these healthcare professionals think about themselves and look after themselves. Now, of course, we, we really do hope that, you know, we can create an environment in the hospitals and, and in this system, I guess, in the, in the NHS to allow or encourage people to stay. But if other medics out there, or let's talk more broadly even as well, you know, uh, from non-healthcare settings want to kind of change their career maybe they've gone down the path that their family I'm not saying this is your case but your family or whatever wanted you to what would you say to them about making big changes because I was pretty scared to be honest about my shift when I first started muttering about leaving all I got from other doctors was you know, telling me, oh, you're so close to being a consultant. Oh, how about your pension? Oh, you'll regret it. Oh, all, the, all this money and effort was spent in your training. This reason, that reason, that. And I don't think they really meant it. I think there's a, there was an almost cultish approach to it that you had, to, you couldn't leave, even if leaving was the only thing that made sense, which to me it was. I think that has, the dial's moved a bit mm. now. And when I left, it was, it was pretty unheard of, even, you know, in 2010 for, for doctors to leave the mm. profession. Now, sadly, it's rare to speak to a doctor who doesn't have at least a quarter yeah. of an eye on what plan B might, might look like. But... And it doesn't always have to mean fully leaving, of course. I mean, there's, I, I hope that we, and we certainly are in A&E, they're changing actually quite rapidly. A GP, they've probably led the way of seeing that people can have hybrid lives. Yeah. You know, to, actually to be a doctor isn't just about treating people in the hospital. I've got a friend who is a yoga instructor and uh, a doctor as well. Brilliant. And actually, if you think yeah. about it, she's working helping people's well-being, their physical and mental health in a space that's creative and that's engaging for her. Yes. And she's being a doctor as well. Yes. And she'll be a better doctor because of because it. Of it. Um, the, I think the worst thing you can do is sticking with it five, seven 12 days a week um, yeah, because uh, you feel that's what you're meant to do because if it feels unsustainable it is unsustainable yeah. and it's better to leave in a controlled manner to drop your hours yeah. to decide you're taking x days weeks months off than to explode it's, it'll take a lot longer to put yourself back together the question i guess and this is i'm not, i can't put causality onto it but you know we're losing a, a doctor i think you said every three weeks every few weeks Three weeks. Three weeks. Suicide, yes. We lose a doctor to to suicide. Would it have been different if they a would have had the support and the environment was right, but also maybe if they felt they had the choices? I don't know. We don't know that, but it's it's of course every something to think about. Every case is different, but certainly there must be some factor that means that so many healthcare professionals take take their lives, and we need to we need to do more about it. We need to do more to support people when they're struggling and to stop them struggling yeah. and that means having adequate care for them it means ha ad adequate staff you can't mm. do three people's job you can do three people's jobs for a week you can't do that mm. for five years no. no you can't you can't so adam we're going to do uh, of course uh, this is, this is a medical-ish 
podcast, we're going to do a health fact of the week. Oh yeah. Um, so a study into laughter therapy amongst 17 elderly people showed, so not huge numbers here, but <laughs> numbers needed, numbers involved needed to be certain are a little bit low, uh, but it showed that uh, weekly stand-up comedy therapy sessions over four weeks resulted in a significant increase in serotonin and concentration, as well as a decrease in stress hormones, body pain, heart rate and blood pressure. Uh, and this was some kind of journal that did this, so it's a little bit, I don't know what journal did this, but it also suggested... So what you're some... saying is that the film Patch Adams is, uh, <laughs> is real. We're trying to find, look, yeah. look we're, we're having a bit of fun with this one. It's a small study, but I think <laughs> laughter is just an incredible release, isn't it, for people? It can, and uh, anything that takes you out of, takes you out of your real life, and sometimes, you know, sitting and listening to a comedian can... Uh, can do that much like going on a walk or... Exactly, there's lots of ways to boost the endorphins. Well, what I would say, and we're coming to the end of the podcast, um, I'm going to say Dr. Adam Kay, because you, <laughs> earlier on you <laughs> dismissed and said there was one doctor between us, but you very much are a doctor and you inspire and you help people out there. You, I, I've seen, you've been a massive inspiration to me. You, know, you, you actually left med school when I started, but in a really, in a, a kind of an amazing way, that was an inspiration in itself because you were so honest about what it was like. And I feel like people like yourselves talking about it, it's much better to go into a situation knowing what's going to happen and what you it's going to be like than go in it without open. your eyes open. Yeah. So I want to say the biggest thank you, and I'm certain That's that people are going to be, you don't, need, you. you don't need me pushing your book for people to go out and buy it, and they should be quite rightly the case. So thank you so much. And to everyone, if you've got to the end of your 60-minute stomps, uh, whether you've done it in three parts or in one go, thank you. Well done. If you walk an hour a week, that's a damn good start to, to you know, supporting your mental health and your physical health. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Adam K. and well done for completing your stomp. Whoop, whoop. We've had so many amazing messages from you all and I really appreciate all of them. It's so awesome to see people getting out, moving for mental health, moving for themselves, creating time in their day. I'm proud of you all. Keep up stomping. It's good for your mind, your body and your soul. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do remember to tag us and leave a review. See you soon.